Welcome to InTheBible.com, where we tell everyone the truth about God's Word, expose the devil for the lies he tells, and mentor people one-on-one in a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Stay tuned for today's special Bible session on InTheBible.com. Well, thank you for joining us today. Our session is going to be on joy, and we're going to talk about where it comes from, the different times when we should have joy, and where, how can joy make you complete, and what is it about the kingdom of God when it comes to joy. We're going to focus on those areas, and if you'd like to follow along with me, We're going to go into Psalms chapter 16, and we're going to read from verse 11. And we're going to be using the English Standard Version Bible. And it says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasure forevermore. In this scripture, David is talking and David is letting us know that God gives us the path of life. And that if we want joy, we need to understand that joy comes from being in God's presence. And you may say, okay, well, how do we get in God's presence? Well, in order to be in God's presence, first you got to start reading his Bible. And then you have to start praying. Let's say you don't have a Bible. You can always pray to stay in God's presence. And when in God's presence, you will experience the fullness of joy. You will experience the fullness of joy when you are in God's presence. If you would turn turn with me to 1 Chronicles 16 and 27. In 1 Chronicles 16 and 27, it says, Splendor and majesty are before him. Him is Jesus Christ, the Lord. And it goes on with to say, Strength and joy are in his place. So where God is, that is where you find the fullness of joy. If we pray, if we read and seek his face, we will see God's presence. Right now happens to be a tough time for a lot of people. They're not doing too well. They're not happy about everything that's going on. But if we are careful, we know that we can still experience joy at bad times. Whether it's with a job, or without a job, with a home, or without a home, with a lot of food, or without a lot of food. When people are talking bad about you because of your faith, when people are talking bad about you, about who you're with, we can still experience God's joy. It says in the Bible, in the book of James, chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, It says, count it all joy. What is he saying, count all joy? 
He is saying when we go through bad times, count it all joy, my brothers. When you meet trials of various kinds, those are different situations. When your coworker is saying bad things about you, when your spouse is not listening or wanting to pray or to read or is having a fear, count it all joy. Yes, it sounds easier when somebody is saying it to you. It can get difficult, but if you stay in God's presence, it'll get much better. So he says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kind, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its fullness effects, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So if we just take the opportunity to really, really understand that us staying in God's presence will make our joy complete and it will give us the strength that we need, then we will know from then on that if we rely on God, everything will work out the way it's supposed to work out. God will give you strength if you really rely on him. We can see this if we looked in Nehemiah chapter 8, and then we look at verse 10. And it says, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink sweet wine, and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready, for this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And we can see that this was a time that Ezra was speaking and talking. And, and it is a scenario where he is encouraging the individuals. He said, go on your way. You know, things may be bad, but we need you to celebrate that it's not that bad. Let's smile. Let's be merry. And remember that the joy of the Lord is your strength. You have to rely on God to have strength. You have to rely on him. God also says that we can also have joy when we are in a scenario that we're having celebrations. We're celebrating different things. And that could be, I know this sounds bad, but our loved ones are going on to better places. It's a celebration. It's not just about birth. It's not just about graduations, but when we have a loved one who truly believes in God and they're going on, it is a great celebration. We ought to eat and drink and be merry. That person will want you to eat and drink and be merry. We also will rejoice in the situation where we have a loved one or a friend or a coworker or a neighbor who comes to the Lord, who decide that trusting in Jesus is the way, is the truth, is the light. We are to rejoice in those situations. We are to be happy that they have decided to come into the fullness of joy, that they have decided to walk with Jesus that they have decided to allow them to take Jesus to take control of their life. We can see this because Jesus talks about this in a parable in Luke 15. 
if we were to drop down to verse number six and seven. And it's our parable of the lost sheep. We are like sheep. And so he says to us in verse six and seven, and when he comes home, he's talking about that unsaved individual. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous person who needs no repentance. So we need to be celebrating everybody that comes to the Lord. We need to encourage them. We need to walk with them because God is rejoicing over us, but he is very happy when one person comes in. So you may have a congregation of five or 10 or 20 people, but if just one Come to the Lord. That's what's important. You may do be hosting a Bible study where you have five or seven people. If one of them gets saved, God said rejoice because he's rejoicing over one, not the seven, not the eight, not the ten. Not saying you're not supposed to celebrate them, not saying that. But if in the midst of that group that only one comes and gets saved, our job is to be happy that this individual has came to the Lord because God is rejoicing. He is happy that that person has came to the Lord. But us as believers also need to understand like we have different trials, but we need to know that our joy is also complete. It will be made complete when we understand suffering goes along with it. Most of us that come to Christ, we have an understanding that we think that everything is going to be perfect and that we're not gonna have any issues and problems. That's not how it goes. If you turn with me to Philippians and we go to Philippians 1 and 27, and it says, only let your manner of life be worthy. This is how your life is worthy of the gospel of Christ. So that whether I come and see you or I am absent, this is Paul speaking. I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit. That is all churches, all Bible study groups. We are coming together and we are standing firm as one with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. So we're standing side by side, one mind for the gospel. And we are not frightened in anything by our opponents. Remember about those trials that the enemy might come up against you, question you, why you walking in the faith that you're walking in? We need to be standing together. It says, this is clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation, and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, so we have to also believe with God, but we will suffer for his sake. So there's going to be different things that happen, and people are going to get upset because we believe in him. 
It says in verse 30, engage in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear that I have. So Paul is saying, look, you're going to go through the same things, but we need to be standing together with one mind on one accord. And we continue on with Philippians 2. And it says, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. So we should be coming together on one accord. We should be believing and we should be standing firm on the faith because we're going to get joy that way. We're going to be complete with our joy if we do that. But God tells us, be careful. Don't do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility and count others more significant than yourself. So we need to be walking together. We need to be suffering this Christ together on one accord. Churches, I'm asking you, let's come together. That's when we when we suffering, we suffering together. We are suffering together. And we should have the same mindset. And we should be fighting for the faith, for what the faith is standing for. We also get joy in the Holy Spirit. If we return to Romans chapter 14, it says, what is the kingdom of God? We need to understand that there's joy in the Holy Spirit in Romans 14 and 17. It reads, and once again, we're in the English Standard Bible. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and of peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So if we're coming together and we're all fighting for the kingdom of God, we need to know that the kingdom of God is about peace, is about joy. In the Holy Spirit. It is about the Holy Spirit. And we need to remember that when we're coming together as one mind, one body, and doing it for Jesus. We also need to know that joy will come when we see Jesus. When we see that great heavenly day when he comes before us. And if we were to go to 1 Peter, we would see that joy also comes at that moment. In 1 Peter and 8, it reads, Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy. That is inexpressible and filled with glory. Verse 9, attaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your soul. So once 
we see Jesus. Once we get to be with him, we will have inexpressible joy. Why? Because we are believing in him and he has come in order to help us be saved, not have to endure any more trials when that great day comes. But until then, we need to make sure that we count it all joy. Don't let these scenarios, sicknesses, diseases, famines, bad scenarios with family members, arguments, get you down. Stay in God's presence so you can have joy. So you can walk in the joy of the Lord. So you can have the strength that God gives to us. I pray right now for everyone who may be struggling mentally, who may be struggling physically and emotionally with being able to handle joy. And I ask God that you bless them with the ability to have uncontrollable joy. That they will have joy if they say the lights are turned off. They will have joy if they lose their job. They will have joy if that man or that woman walk out on them. They will walk in joy. Your joy, Lord. The joy you give them because no matter what they go through, you're always going to be there. I pray for that believer who is struggling to stand up and say what the Lord is asking them to say because of fear of losing their job. Know that they should count it all joy and that you have them, God. I pray for your joy to cover everybody. So that they know that you got them, God, no matter what. I thank you and praise you, Lord, for giving your people joy. I thank you and praise you that people will celebrate those who come in to the Lord in the name of Jesus. I ask God for your presence to be with everyone when they sit and pray. I ask all this. In your holy name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's session on joy on inthebible.com. Until next time, study to show yourself approved to God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. For questions or comments, please email us at questions at in-the-bible.com.